Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. And we got a packed show for you here as the Broncos head into the offseason and lots of news to go with it. We're going to be talking about the move at general manager, John Elway stepping down, although he will stay with the organization. We'll dissect that, dissect Joe Ellis' comments to the media today on Tuesday and main takeaways from the president CEO's comments. Also, Vic Fangio says he expects his entire staff back. Is that a good or bad thing? NFL schedule expansion, Justin Simmons and Von Miller's future, and much more. So we'll start out this pack show, Ryan, with, of course, the news of the week and of the past couple days, and that's John Elway announcing he's stepping down from that GM post that he's basically held since 2011, the first year, didn't actually have that title, but he had the decision-making power. So tenure, tenure as Broncos de facto GM comes to a close. Now they start looking for the new guy to head up the construction, the roster, the drafting, etc. So before we get to who that new guy could possibly be, uh, what do you think about the move and the timing of Elway stepping down? And, and as he indicated Monday in his presser, he said, yeah, maybe if if the Broncos were you know thirteen and three, would he think the same? Would he still be stepping away? He said probably. Uh, what did you make of the move and just the timing of everything, Ryan? Yeah, um, a little inside baseball here, but for the listeners, um, you know, Sunday they sent out an email saying player availability Monday ten fifteen. Well, usually that's the day that coach, president, GM also speak wasn't on the schedule. So I started poking around a little bit. Mark Kisler called us, made a call or two. And, you know, what we got was, hey, something's going on. Something's cooking. And so we thought it'd be, like, ownership-related. We thought maybe it'd be John Elway announcing that 2021 would be his last year as general manager, that he would retire. Um, Do we get, like, a quarter of a point? Maybe, like, an eighth of a point? We're thinking about Elway that way. And so when it came down on Monday that he uh, was stepping down as GM, staying on in the executive role, it wasn't a total shock. But um, the timing of it is, hey, five five straight years out of playoffs, four straight years of losing record, one year left on his contract, ownership issues, although he didn't says that's not a factor. Uh, he probably thought the time was good to get out and let a new guy come in and see if a fresh set of eyes can help turn this team around. So Elway, 60, arriving at his decision after several lengthy discussions with Joe Ellis over the past month. He told the team and coaching staff in a video uh, meeting on Monday afternoon. So um, now he will lead the search, though, for the new GM, Ryan. And Broncos already have confirmed, Joe Ellis did today, that they're going to be talking with Champ Kelly so it starts there. Who are some other names in the mix, you think? And who's really the early front runner uh, in, in this search as, as Joe Ellis and John Elway and Dick Fangio, obviously, will have a part in it. Look for the next GM to, to you know, bring the Broncos out of the depths, just like John Elway did when he took over the helm uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, and you're know, looking at guys, you sort of separate them into two categories. First time GMs and guys with experience then sort of a subset category that is guys who are familiar with the Broncos and guys that aren't. Jeff Kelly was here for seven years, crossed over with John Elway, crossed over in Chicago with Vic Saban. So that, to me, that's uh, you know, a good, 
good starting point. You see reports Monday or Tuesday night that they've reached out to Dave Ziegler, New England executive. He has Bronco ties. So um, for me, my first call would have been the Thomas Dimitrov, the former Atlanta GM. He drafted Matt Ryan. He's built a Super Bowl contender. Blew that game against New England. Should have won the Super Bowl. Fired at midseason. I think a guy like that with experience, who would bring in an experience number two, who would be able to deal with John Owen, who's going to be around. I think he would have been the best choice. But if this search develops like uh, like it's going to like it has so far, they're looking for a, a first time GM who really is a scouting and personnel grinder. So Broncos, one of seven clubs looking for a new GM, along with Jacksonville, Detroit, Atlanta, Houston, Carolina, and Washington. So. They'll expect to move quickly, as Ryan just said, and of course we'll be tracking that at denverpost.com slash broncos and on coming editions of the First in Orange podcast. This is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. So uh, address the the change at GM and the Broncos' impending search as it's getting underway here. Also, Joe Ellis talked about quite a bit of other topics in his end-of-season media address on Tuesday, and of course ownership at the top of that list. Joe Ellis is bound and determined to go to trial against Amy Clever and Beth Bowen Wallace. The trustees want to go to trial for some reason. I think they want to validate that they've been doing a good job. They want the judge in Arapahoe County to say, you guys are good. You've done a great job. You can continue in this role and likely, you know, you know, lead the sale of the team. You know, he really, he was really complimentary of Brittany Bowen during his press briefing on Tuesday. Yep. But he also pointed out the, the reality. She needs complete support from her siblings to become the next controlling owner. She's not going to get it. She's not going to get close to it. She may not get a majority. So that that means, you know, the sale is inevitable. That's why I asked Joe, why not get a court order and start the sale process now? Because if you do that, the trial may just go away. And everybody can count their money and go into retirement and a new regime can come into the Broncos and try to lead them back to a Lombardi trophy. So um, you know, it's more the same on that stuff. You know, he's, he, he has his talking points in terms of waiting for the trial. And, you know, uh, you know, Mark Kisla asked him, hey, you know, do you expect a resolution this time next year? You know, you, you know, Joe said, don't know. Well, there should be because the Broncos are chasing their tail right now because they don't have it all. And I think it should impact their GM search. If I was a candidate, I would be asking those questions. So ultimately I'm going to stick with my theory that's been going on for over a year now is that ultimately this team is going to be sold and I think for the for the health of the franchise it should be sooner rather than later so that trial scheduled to begin July 12th in Arapahoe County District Court and as you mentioned Ryan if somehow on the off chance it stays within the Bolin family the Broncos franchise that is 30 year old Brittany Bolin who's obviously on a, a higher path than I am at 30 years old is is obviously in line to become the next owner of the Broncos. But as you said, pretty unlikely considering she's going to need unanimous support of her siblings. And judging by everything we've seen to this point, all the contentious litigation that will lead them back into the courtroom in July, that's not going to happen. So outside sale, uh, seemingly likely uh, still, Ryan, and and that's not changing. And Ellis with some, some pretty firm words, just like you said, a, about being ready for the trial and ready to hopefully put this behind the Broncos, even though he couldn't offer, like you said, a firm timeline as to when that might be. Yeah, you know, the, next, the key date besides July 12, 2021, the start of the trial, is March of 2022. 
and that's what the league has granted the, the trustees to run the team through that. Basically, that's the deadline. So you got to have your ducks in a row by then. So at some point, they have to start moving a little quicker. But they're content to wait seven months and drag this out, which is which is what their right is. But uh, it, uh, I, the league office would not mind if the, the team was put up for sale today. I, I say that with pretty good confidence. Again, folks, first in Orange Podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Moving along with the show here, Vic Fangio said he, quote, anticipates that his staff will be back for 2021. Of course, he said this last year about Rich Gangarello right after the season ended, and then a couple weeks later he was canned and replaced by Pat Shermer pretty quickly. So we'll uh, take it with a grain of salt, but... Ryan, what do you make of that? I know Ed Donatel, obviously his job supremely safe. Pat Shermer, his job relatively safe, considering the lack of continuity at, at OC and and the Broncos wanting to develop some of that with Shermer and Locke. So those two guys, the, the obvious ones. But Tom McMahon, special teams coordinator, in his third season, and he oversaw some units that were subpar pretty much across the board this year. Yes, there were a couple sparks, a couple consistencies, such as Brandon McManus. Uh, Sam Martin for for much of the year, Deontay Spencer breaking a five-year punt return TD drought. But beyond that, uh, lots of inconsistencies, lots of errors and gaffes. Are you surprised that Fangio, you know, vouched for basically his staff, but really McMahon when pressed on it as well? Um, maybe a little. I mean, I didn't expect him to announce any changes today. Like you're saying, it took too much for him to decide to fire Skagrello last year. That, that's the state of this organization. Like, all last week, we're having to ask, are you going to be back? Is this guy going to be back? How are you going to feel about this continuity? And you just never know because sometimes this organization just acts on a whim. Right. First time, I mean, I give him credit for a couple of things. He found a returner in Spencer last year. He found the punter Martin in free agency this year. McManus had a good season until the end. The long snapper was a rookie, you know, performed well. I think where we're the special teams really – were compromises, all the injuries to the starters. All of a sudden, now Tom's having to work with new guys who are just off practice squads of other teams or other rosters, and that's tough to put together some covered return units. So you can't, you know, one, a talking point for this organization over the last week was we really need that offseason program. We really need to have time together and develop, uh, a, you know, uh, some some snaps, some reps, and be ready for the season. Well, you can't say that and then fire a special teams coordinator. So uh, if, if they end up keeping Tom, I would agree with that decision. Yeah, but, you know, other things happen. Like this time last year, nobody knew Brandon Staley was going to go to the Rams as defensive coordinator. So as head coaches get hired, some of these other uh, staff members may be pursued, and then you know, they go have to replace them. First in Orange Podcast, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran. Moving on to our next subject here, Rapid Fire. And this is a fan favorite, and this will be hotly debated towards the top of the list right up there as to who the Broncos are going to draft with their first-round pick. But the futures of a couple pro bowlers in Denver, and that's Justin Simmons and Vaughn Miller. Vaughn obviously missing the whole season with an ankle injury. We'll get to him in a second. But first off with Justin Simmons, and I wrote about this a couple days ago in the paper, Ryan, on his Zoom on Monday, he was uh, you know, pretty emotional. He, he's a guy who tends to wear his heart on his sleeve, but it almost sounded like a, a goodbye Zoom if we're reading the, the Zoom tea leaves correctly. And uh, obviously, he got the franchise tag this year, and Broncos and him were not close on long-term negotiations before that tag was applied. So 
his future up in the air. And it's, it sounded from what he was telling us about how he kind of lingered around in power field after the loss to the Raiders, just taking it all in. Like he knows he may well have played his last game as a Denver Bronco. I agree with you. You know, let's read between the zooms. <laughs> read between the zooms as we've had to do all year. Right. Fans were like, I tweeted out, Hey, this feels like a goodbye zoom. The fans were like, Oh, he's just emotional after a long season. And you know, some members of the Denver media mafia disagree with that as well. Well, I think he was emotional because he was probably saying goodbye to people in that building because he may he may not be back. Uh, they have the tag at their disposal that they can use. But, um, you know, one thing I would have loved to ask Justin Simmons, why would you want to be back? <laughs> um, he hasn't made the playoffs in five years, and he's having great seasons. Right now, in an NBA term, he's a good player on a bad team. And, uh, you know, uh, the new GM may have a different opinion, and may decide to do a long-term deal, but it just it just seemed to, it just seemed weird yesterday for sure. And as you were writing that story, uh, did you? Yeah, looks like you got the same impression. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's going to be a business decision, and I, I just believe that the Broncos may not be willing to pay what Justin Simmons could demand on the market now. Granted, last year we thought, hey, Shelby Harris is going to go out there and get a multi-year deal with somebody else, and He'll go off and have a big season. Well, market was a little cooler for him. Maybe the market won't be as warm as Simmons in his camp anticipates, but I would be surprised if that's the case. Coming off a Pro Bowl season, he'll probably get All-Pro after being second-team All-Pro last year. So uh, his case escalating as a franchise-type safety, he's proved it in Denver, and now I fear Broncos fans, he will likely prove it elsewhere starting in 2021. But that's to be determined. I'll say he's going to be back. You're going, think you think he's going to be back I, under the I, tag or what? Yeah, under the tag to start. I think the new GM is going to come in and say, hey, there are not a lot of good players on this roster. Right now. We cannot let a good player go. And I think he maybe you know, offered the tag. And at that rate, at least you're locked into playing this year because he'll sign that eventually because he's not going like, to not play. But uh, I think it's behoove them to do a, a multi-year deal just to keep that cap number low. Because you have Kareem Jackson making a lot of money next year. So that's the case for Justin Simmons staying and going. Now, what about Von Miller? As our man Kisla said, after a wretched 5-11 season, the Broncos need to clean out the barn and say goodbye to Von Miller. Now, 31 years old, obviously, as I mentioned, didn't play all of this season. Had a subpar 2019. And the Broncos could save... million against the cap by letting Miller walk and cutting him and to let him go elsewhere. What do you think? Has Von Miller played his last game as a Denver Bronco? I know you and Kiz have also debated this in the last couple weeks. Yeah, we're on the same page. I mean, I would thank Von for his service. Say, hey, we appreciate the Super Bowl title. Um, You're going to be in the ring of honor one day. You're on your way to Kent, potentially. But the Broncos are going in another direction. And there's there's a way there's much other needs to spend that money on. That said, John Elway said he's going to be involved in that decision. Well, to me, that means there is no decision. Von Miller's going to be back to play out the last year of his deal. What'd be interesting is if they try and add a couple years to that contract. Lures cap number from twenty two point one million, which is the top on the team right now, to create some flexibility that way. But you're looking at thirty one years old, as you pointed out, had a down two thousand nineteen, and then missed all two thousand twenty. What does he have left? Is he a five and six sack guy? Does he have another eleven sack season in, in you know in him? Uh, 
don't know. So I, I would I would make the tough decision to move on from Vaughn. Uh, and to me, actually, it's an easy decision, but it's a tough emotional decision for the Broncos. How about you? Yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl 50 MVP, of course, you know, one of the most iconic players in Broncos history. But business decisions are business decisions. As you mentioned, the downward decline both on paper and on the field of Von Miller the last couple seasons, albeit this year not really his fault due to that injury. But still, you know, showing the signs of age. And then I think uh, Bradley Chubb earning his first Pro Bowl nod this year. He got off to a little slow start due to, you know, recovering from the ACL injury that kept him out last 12 games of 2019. But Bradley Chubb proving he can be a bonafide elite pass rusher in the NFL. He's not there yet, I don't think, but I think he's on his way. And then, hey, how about Malik Reed leading the team with eight sacks this year? And the undrafted guy out of Nevada in his second season continues to escalate. Not saying he's, he's Von Miller or he's on Bradley Chubb's level, but certainly nice to have him. You got Jerry Atashu. So uh, you got some depth there. Now, obviously, you might want to add in the, in the draft and free agency, but it might be time to move on from Von Miller as much as some Broncos fans hate to see it in that way, you know, with him getting injured in practice six days before week one this year. Yeah, and you don't you, you don't know what he's going to, you know, can he make it through an entire season? And I'll use that as, a, as an expert segue to tee you up on a 17-game schedule. Uh, you, asked, uh, you asked Joe Ellis about that today. What, what were his comments? He pretty much indicated it's going to happen. And really all that's left to be decided is how long the preseason is going to be. Now, and the negotiations between Players Association and the owners, it's not going to be more than three games. But Joe Ellis was pretty adamant that the Broncos especially need – at least three games to get ready, to get in shape, to get the team ready to go. Now, of course, an 0-4 start and an 0-3 start this year, you know, it might make you say that as the president of the team. But uh, it's it sounds like it's going to happen. And, and Ryan, it, I think it's probably necessary for the league and you know financially. Yes, the Shield was better equipped to withstand the financial ramifications of the pandemic than the other leagues, but still the losses were significant and adding a 17th game will be a lot, nice little boost for the league and its clubs in 2021, especially as in the case of the Broncos, you know, they rolled over their tickets to 2021. So those are already paid for. They're not going to be getting the revenue there. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is, is next year is, is where you'll feel the revenue hit. I think the cap, they're going to work out a deal with the cap to, to keep it flat. And then, have incremental raises as life gets back to normal instead of the normal ten million per year. Because if you're the PA, you got to make a deal on the cap. Because if it goes down based on revenues, like in 2022, a lot of your a lot of your uh, constituents are going to be cut. You know, veterans who are making a lot of money to get under the cap, so they don't want to do that. But um, I like the 17 game model. Um, I would go 17 and two. Uh, like two preseason games is enough. One, get your starters tuned up. The second, to get the back end of your roster figured out. But I, I do agree with Joe that there is a there is a uh, there is a need for preseason games, especially when you're you're a team like the Broncos that could be could even be younger next year. And as we saw this year, it took a while for these young kids to get their legs a little bit. And before you knew it, they're what two and five or three and five, something like that. So, uh, I, you know, more regular season football is fine by me because that means one less preseason game. Final topic to close the show here. Ryan, what reasons for optimism do Broncos fans have heading into this offseason? Is it the shakeup at GM? 
a fresh set of eyes there. I mean, maybe Drew Locke's hopeful progression in his third year. What can Broncos fans hang their hat on to be happy about after this 5-11 last play season? Well, I don't think there's a lot to be optimistic about um, in terms of the direction of the organization because they're last place. And not only the last place, they finished nine games behind Kansas City. Nine games. That's half a season. That means you're really... You know, really have a long way to go. Okay, reasons for optimism. Uh, you know, you have some good skill players, I guess. You know, KJ Handler, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant. I throw Tim Patrick in that mix. It looks like they figured out the O line if Juwan James comes back and stays healthy. On defense, this is going to be a defense heavy offseason. People are saying, well, they finished 28th in scoring. Why is it a defense heavy offseason? Look at the depth chart. They're old, they're expensive, and they got free agents. So, yeah, the last two drafts for offense, I think this is going to be a big Fangio draft on defense. And then obviously they got to make a decision on the quarterback. But if, 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 a, if a Bronco fan will stand in front of me and say, give me reasons for optimism, you got to search a little bit. That, that's, that's a sad commentary. Few and far between, but we'll be tracking the misery at DenverPost.com slash Broncos. Again, the folks, this has been the First in Orange podcast. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you tuning in to today's show. Be sure to come back next week for another edition of the show as we'll keep it going throughout the offseason. And until next week, take it easy, folks.